Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe there. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, or more importantly, Ole Miss every day. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is your 2023 Ole Miss football schedule preview. We're going to go through game by game, and this is going to lead us up until media days. We're going to do a game a day um, during the weekdays, and that'll get us through most of July. So I'm pretty fired up about that as well. So the Mercer Bears is a decent football team. Yes, I know they're an FCS program, and Ole Miss should win this game. There's not a world where Ole Miss should not win this game. That world does not exist. If Ole Miss loses this game, it's a disaster. But Mercer is a decent football team. You look at them on the Optus stats, they have them ranked as a preseason top 25 team in at number 24. So a good FCS team, not quite the Big Sky Conference area schools where North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Montana State, all those those really good football programs that exist, um, but they are a good football team. Now, the number one player for the Mercer Bears will be Ty James. He's a wide receiver, six foot two hundred. His preseason grade is just a priority free agent. But whenever you read that before you poo poo, whatever's going on, that's exactly what Malik Heath is doing right now. Okay, so if Malik Heath is good enough to do that, if this is a Malik Heath level wide receiver, it's somebody to pay attention to. Um, James has a 20.7 receiving average on 108 career catches, had 351 receiving yards against Samford, um, ranking as the fourth highest total ever in an FCS game. Um, Mercer lost that game to Samford, by the way, like 50 to 44 in double overtime. Um, Josh Buchanan says he has been a consistent big play threat for the last three years, but really opened up a lot of eyes in the second half of last season. This is somebody we're going to have to pay attention to, period. Um, Also, and Phil Steele, I don't know the name. I can't find it. Um, When I was trying to look it up, there was a player that was a punt returner that made one of the the NFL draft prospects at the punt returner position. So there's somebody else to keep an eye on as well. This is a team that has a chance to be pretty decent. They have explosive players on the outside. They're going to want to throw the football. Now, if you look at exactly what they did, they play actually the week before Ole Miss. Ole Miss is going to open with them, but they are opening week zero against North Alabama in the FCS kickoff game in Montgomery. Now, they will be tuned in, and now you've heard many times, no team, no player, makes the most improvement than they do from game one to game two. That jump is higher than any other jump they're going to make. So it'll be interesting to see. But UNA into Ole Miss, that, that's kind of a jump as well. If you look at what they did last year, they ran for nearly 200 yards a game, threw for nearly 300 yards a game. Probably about 460 yards was their total offense average. Defensively, they only gave up 120 yards rushing, and 216 passing, decent defense, about 350 yards per game. And if you look at the ESPN FPI matchup predictor, Ole Miss has a 99% chance of winning that game. Just to remember in a probability situation, 
there is no 100% chance of winning that game. That's as high as it can go. So ESPN, everybody says there's no world where Ole Miss should lose this football game, period. Good players. Mercer's probably going to be a pretty good test. They are going to be more practiced than Ole Miss at this point going into a second game when Ole Miss is doing their opener. But they should put in a little bit of a test and they might give Ole Miss some problems in that game, especially early on. Now, I expect Ole Miss to win that game by 30 or 40 points. I just do. I expect Walker Howard to be able to play football in that game. I expect Austin Simmons to be able to play football in that game. I expect Quinchon Judkins to not play in the second half. This is what I'm talking about for that game. I'm expecting them to be explosive. And I want and demand them to be explosive in games like this. Because this is the dirty little secret that nobody's going to tell you about going into this. If Ole Miss drops this game, much like Jacksonville State, it's over. This is a game you can't lose, period. There is no excuse for it. You lose this game, it's terrible. That's the reason it's a 99% chance of winning on the ESPN FBI. Ole Miss ranked inside the top 25, though, in FBS. That trumps somebody ranked inside the top 25 in FCS. There's a scholarship gap of about 25 players. You're going to have good players. There's always NFL players that come out of FCS programs There just aren't enough of them. So I think the tempo and the explosiveness, this is a perfect game for Jackson's Dart to start honing in on his middle of the field thing and making plays. Not necessarily force the ball, but I do want him to consistently emphasize that area. Because if he can get confidence against Mercer and carry that into Tulane and carry that into Georgia Tech, by the time he's ready to go to Tuscaloosa and Alabama, He's going to be ready to go and be able to play this game. So a lot of what I'm going to be talking about is about that progression. And this is a perfect game for Ole Miss to develop that progression. This is a game that Ole Miss should win 52 to 7. And that this isn't a slight towards who they're playing. It just is what it is. This is a game that's going to pay for Mercer's athletic budget this year. It just is. This is they call it a rental win for a reason. Like I said, it's a 99% chance on ESPN's FBI that Ole Miss wins this game. And the only reason it's 99 is because they don't do 100. If Ole Miss loses this game, it's a huge red flag and problem, especially for a coach that makes $9 million a year, period. But really, really big game for Ole Miss. I'm ready for it to start. We wanted to get to 4,000 subscribers on YouTube before the Mercer game. We're going to get there before August. So now we're looking at 41 or 4,200 by Mercer is where we're moving those goalposts for. You guys are doing a fantastic job. You guys really are doing a fantastic job. Anyway, I do want to say, if you guys see my mother at in Vicksburg, Mississippi, today's her birthday. Wish her a happy birthday. And tell her that everything's going to be great and we're great to have her around for another year. Thanks, Mom, for everything. You're fantastic. Everybody else, enjoy the 4th and have a safe weekend with that. All right.
So this is the last thing we're going to do. Here it is, the schedule preview. We're going to keep a track of the W's and L's, all right? So we're going to build this every day and go through and put the W's and L's on there. Um, whenever we're done, we're going to put the total record that we're predicting out to the right. We're going to obviously start with Mercer and a W. Tomorrow, we will do Tulane at Tulane. The next day, Georgia Tech. And honestly, if we do this right, it's going to take us into media days. We're going to do standalone videos to where you can see exactly what's going on with these prediction videos. Um, and you can kind of draw back to them as well. So you can see what matters, who matters, how it matters, why it matters, and the prediction of it. So we're going to do that as well. Should be a lot of fun. And once we move to the FBS stuff, we'll have a little bit more subject matter. It was kind of hard to find Mercer Bears stuff online. But once we go at Tulane and at Georgia Tech and stuff like that, we should be able to go pretty well. The one we're looking at potentially having struggles with will be the ULM game from this point on. So it should be pretty good as well. Remember, tomorrow... If technology doesn't get us, it's all scheduled and everything. John Wayne Oliver going to talk about what's going on. I'm going to mention on the Locked On Ole Miss podcast tomorrow morning um, kind of a breakdown on what's going on with him. I've talked to Brian Smith. He's given me his initial breakdown of this player. So we'll talk about that a little bit. He couldn't do a video on it, but he did an initial breakdown. So we'll have that tomorrow as well. I do want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe there. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every dayers tomorrow, again, John Wayne Oliver, hopefully, um, if technology doesn't get us as we continue to grow out our July lineup at the moment. So that should be a lot of fun as well. So, Thank you very much for tuning in. Have a safe and happy 4th of July. And we'll see you tomorrow. Hotty toddy.